Welcome to Dental Brain Crops. I'm your host, Chelsea Myers, and today I'm joined with Justin Marty. Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So Justin and I crossed paths, and he's got a um, legal and dental background. And Justin, actually, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself. Um, all right. So yeah, so so Justin and I'm with uh, Marty Law Group, uh, which is my law group, I guess. And uh, I'm an attorney. Um, kind of an accidental attorney, I feel like, and I can, I can back into that story. Okay. Um, I think I'm an entrepreneur, you know, kind of at heart, and that's what I am no matter what field or endeavor I'm in. Um, but yeah, somehow found myself in, in the practice of law, and uh, it's, been, it's been a fun journey so far. Okay, so talk about that. So um, did you start out in law or did you start out in dental? How'd that all work out? Yeah, so... Um, so law was never even on my radar, kind of like I was not one of these, you know, growing up, I wasn't like, I'm going to be a Supreme Court judge. It never, never even crossed my mind. Um, so I used to go all the way back. I was, uh, I come out of UConn, uh, University of Connecticut, undergrad. I'm a finance major and, you know, planning that I'll be on Wall Street at some point. I end up in Boston and I was working um, with Capital One doing patient financing. So kind of similar to care credit and folks who are familiar. Um, so I'm, I was, I was out there kind of the post-college like glory years, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm training providers and their teams on how to sell treatment and how to use, you know, patient financing as a means to do that. And I ended up um, establishing a relationship with, with a dentist, actually a, a brother sister team. Um, uh, and so you know, they had this vision of we want to grow our brand. They had a couple of kind of small offices outside of Boston mm -hmm. and they wanted to grow it. And, you know, I, I think the entrepreneur in me was like, you know, why not? I was 25, 26. And so quit my job and and uh, gave up my company car. And, you know, the fam my family was like, what's wrong with you? You know, and, and the only thing I knew about dentistry really is uh, my mother was a dental hygienist for 30 years and I had never had a cavity. Yeah. Um, that was the extent of my knowledge. So, um, but yeah, so, so we partnered up, we joined, uh, forces, we opened an office in like central Massachusetts, um, and, you know, learned everything. I mean, soup to nuts from building out the facility ourselves to hiring doctors and insurances and just all the fun things that come with that. Um, and some other partners joined on. And so I moved down, I'm now in Connecticut and, in, in, uh, right outside of Hartford, Connecticut. And moved down here, we just kept opening and opening and opening. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, you know, this kind of wild 12-year journey. Um, and when we sold the business in, in 2018, we had 45 locations. We were in four states. Um, you know, it turned into this major organization. Um, and I guess what now we call a DSO, although, you know, in 2006 or seven, like, I would not have known what, what that was if you, if you told me. Um, but essentially, that's what, what it became. Um, for some reason, along the way, I was like, I need I need more. I mm -hmm. need like, you know, I, I need some sort of like mental, just very personal kind of journey. Like I need some sort of like, you know, mental stimulation. I mean, which is, <laughs> you know, people laugh, right? Because they're like, well, you had this huge organization, but I had really put the pieces in place and the managers were there and the director. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, I still need to challenge myself. Um so I feel like the, the the logical thing would be go do an MBA, um, you know, but for me, it was I want to do something different. 
and the idea of a you know a law degree a JD popped into my head and I'm like that's kind of interesting so I start going to law school you know and and no plan again on practicing uh just found it super interesting and wanted to push myself um but anyway we you know again fast forward 12 years and we sold our our DSO and I kind of found myself at this major pivot in life and sitting there with this law degree so um so here we are and uh it's been it's been a wild ride okay so i'm gonna slow it down just a little bit because you made it sound so easy but (laughs) (laughs) so you partner with your friends and then all of a sudden you have 45 locations talk me through that just a little bit because figuring out and the systems and then implementing them and making sure that they all run and function well-oiled machine even when you're not anywhere in sight Um, How did you figure all those pieces out? It's, it's such a great question. Um, And I I say that because, and I'll get to this probably in a bit, but now (laughs) as having a law firm, I'm like, I'm missing so much of these things that I know I need, like, and Mm -hmm. I know I need them. And like, why don't I have the systems in place? And it's, it's been an issue for us being able to scale the way I want. And I look back and I'm like, but but I had them before, so I, I know what I need, right? And I know the people I need to put in which place, but I haven't done it. So um, I found a lot of value in, you know, having partners and everyone kind of had a different skill set. Um, for me, I'm, I feel like I'm an operational person. Like I just love getting into okay. the, to the, the operations. And so mm-hmm. um, like any business, initially it was kind of just DIY, right? Do it all yourself, everything other than the dentistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, from that, in order to really scale, you kind of start to realize, all right, we need, we need documented systems. Like I can't, you know, if I'm not here one day, or if I have a person, you know, backfilling, or I have a, uh, someone covering my office from another location that they like, they need to know what to do. Right. Um, so, you know, we had a heavy push to just like document everything, you know, put systems in place and, and test them and see if there's issues, you know, to, to the point, you know, we had a whatever, probably 200, 300 page handbook of, you know, this is day one of being a dental front desk, you know, Mm -hmm. that page and let's go. Um, And, you know, we almost kind of, I would say, emulated like a franchise model um, where after a while it becomes a little bit plug and play. You know, you check your demographics, of course. We, We did all uh de novo location so everything was was new i think in today's market you know i I probably would go about it a little differently um but at the time you know we were just like do the market research find the demographics where we fit and let's open um and again plug in those systems and and really like i said kind of a page out of the franchise handbook just the way we managed it regionally and and uh and how we scaled so certainly, you know, it wasn't the easiest. I mean, we've had locations that we had open that were on paper. They were fantastic, right? Like this market is exactly what we need. Uh, this is where we go. We're going to hit a home run and it's it's a dud. <laughs> you know, it's just you open your doors and there's no patients and you're marketing and no one's responding and your doctors are looking at you like, okay, so uh, what are we doing here? You know, I've, I've been okay. sitting idle for four hours in the back. Um, and that was just part of it, you know, part of the growing pains, I think is like learning that no matter what something looks like on paper, you've got to be able to adapt. Um, and, and we certainly, we sold a couple of locations along the way that just didn't kind of work out after a couple of years of trying. Um, so I always try to tell people that I'm like, listen, you, 
you look at me or you look at us and it seems like we we had this huge success and we did but there was plenty of failures along the way you know that people don't see um or very few people see i guess you know mm-hmm. and so we it's it's cliche but we learned so i know i learned so much more from those failures than than a lot of the successes yeah and i think we're coming around on that you know posting talking sharing more about the failures and the part of the journey that that is but um but but they're not the prettiest posts and so they're not the ones you're most excited to get out there and share but talk to me about that like what is something so you you talked about maybe having a bad location or not necessarily bad location, inappropriate for your model location <clears throat> or or anything else. Like talk to me about something that was definitely a growing pain that benefited the growth of your organization. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I guess to, to pause there, like I, you know, we're, I'm a very transparent individual and I think that's why we kind of initially connected yeah. and on a, on a higher level. And, um, you know, I, so, so I guess even going back before, you know, we had this 45 location DSO, I mean, I, as a youngster, you know, had a lot of, you know, mental health struggles and, and, and anxieties. And my brother passed away when I was 20 and, you know, it was my best friend and your big brother. And so that definitely exacerbated things and brought a lot, you know, and again, I know we have somewhat of a similar story in, in this kind of, unfortunately, you know, this early loss um, experience. But like from that came a lot, a lot of mental health uh, struggles, you know, and kind of all, always this sense of like, um, you know, feeling lonely, right? And, and um, just struggling with like your value, you know, my value and self self-worth and those sorts of things. So, um, that's obviously much bigger than, you know, what, what do we struggle with operationally at, at a DSO? But I think that always drove me personally. It's always driven me. And it's like, I need to channel this energy somewhere and, Mm -hmm. and feel good about something. And so for me, Mm -hmm. you know, business, like putting my energy into business and just going all in, um, really helped me and, and kind of helped me stay centered when things would get tough or get kind of dark. Mm-hmm. And, um, so obviously it's, it's a much bigger, you know, um, matter than just an office that you put in a, a poor location. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it transcends all of that and that's carried over, um, to, to life now, to my, you know, practice now. I mean, at one point we had discussed, you know, challenges, right. That, that you run into and, um, to, I kind of tell the story to, to certain folks is, is that I feel um, when we sold our, our dental group, I almost felt like I was this, you know, pro athlete going into retirement. Um, and I use that analogy because, you know, a lot of pro athletes by like 30 years old, they're done, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, from being on top of the world and in front of, I mean, I by no means am I a pro athlete. I play, I'm 41. I play pickup, you know, basketball with my son and my knees hurt. So yeah. Um, it's, uh, I don't want to draw too many parallels, but (laughs) I I really kind of came out of that. Like what an amazing win, you know, you make some money and not as much as people think you do, but you make some money and, um, it's like, okay, that like, let's do this again. You know, let's just keep building these things and selling them and building, you know, make millions of dollars. It's going to be easy. And, you know, there was like three years. I mean, I sold, we sold in 2018 and honestly, up until, late 2020, 
you know, 2021 early, um, when I really got things going at the firm, like there was tremendous self-doubt, you know, like some really dark moments of like, are you a one hit wonder? Like, you know, <laughs> you know, are, are you done at 30, uh-huh. you know, I was 37 when we sold and a lot of those, um, you know, the mental health struggles, like start to creep back up and, you know, we, we see it in, you know, in my profession as an attorney, you know, dental, I mean, there's obviously some serious issues that don't always get addressed, which is why I thought, you know, what you do is absolutely brilliant and, and so great and well needed. Um, but yeah, so, so that's, um, always been a challenge. And so, um, I think I found a little, I found a groove, I guess, in, in, you know, my phone's kind of ringing, right? After I, after we sold the business and I'm a licensed attorney, not really doing anything with it. And my phone's ringing now with providers who, you know, used to work for us or, or knew me and they're like, Hey, you know, I, you're a licensed attorney now, like help me. I want to build my empire, you know? And, um, it kind of just led down this path of, okay, like maybe that's what's next for me is, is kind of, you know, going down this like mergers and acquisitions, you know, this, mm-hmm. this route helping providers, um, you know, buy or build, you know, and eventually exit their business and kind of realize their dream. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we talk a lot about emerging DSOs and, and maybe it's just a couple of groups or a couple of locations. And it's like, how do we get to that next level? Uh, so I really found kind of a passion in that, you know, and it's, I mean, as an attorney, I, I felt like, I don't know anything. Like, how am I going to help these people do this? Like, what if I mess it up? Um, but using resources, talking to mentors, you know, I, I talked to, I have some, I'm, you know, fortunate. I have some great, great mentors and I was talking to them and they're like, we do that every day. Like we've been practicing law for 30 years and we still wonder like, am I doing this right? Am I going to totally botch this? You know, and mm-hmm. all we can do is you know, put faith in ourselves, you know, bounce it off of obviously colleagues, make sure things look like we've, lawyered them properly and then you know find peace in that and so um kind of a long-winded answer to your to your not directly on point question but um you know i just that that really has shaped the journey i think so far yeah no i actually i think it's perfect because one of the things that i'm hearing you say and that i know has been true for me as well is when you're not sure which what to do in one area or you're struggling with some sort of irrational fear or um you know, uh, thoughts about inadequacy, you can do the thing that you do know how to do. And then sometimes gain clarity on the other things. They don't have to even be directly related, but if I know how to do this one system or process in my business, I may focus on that. Not, not to be distracting or ignore that there's something, you know, emotionally or mentally or another business aspect that I don't know how to do yet. I'm not ignoring it, but this other thing does need to get done. And by, generating the fuel and the confidence that I do to do that one thing that I'm sure of, it oftentimes unlocks a door to something else. And that's kind of what I'm hearing you talk about here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I was in such a state of self-doubt and and I can easily go back to that place if I'm, you know, some challenging um, case, you know, comes up or or not really, we don't really kind of, I don't go to court. So if I'm ever in court, that's a bad thing. Um, But, you know, we kind (laughs) of like a a file or a matter, you know, but if something comes up and it's challenging, right, there's a provider buying into another office and there's like kind of funky equity, you know, there's always that moment of like, can I, can I handle this? And then it's just kind of 
thinking, you know what, you've actually done deals like this a bunch, you know, and, and you've structured this mm -hmm. and that you have great colleagues that'll help you do it. So, um, it really has, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of helped me through, um, so, you know, some really humbling experiences. Like I said, we, we came out on top in my mind and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, you know, now, now what are you doing with yourself? Um, and so it's kind of helped me re it's a, you know, a new version of me. I think definitely a much more humble version of me and, and grateful version. So what was the overlap there with you being in dental and then you becoming an attorney? Were you going to school while you were still doing the dental thing? I was. So, yeah. So I went for four years uh, at night because uh, okay. law school part time, it's four years. So, yeah. So we would have our operations going all day, cranking. I'd be traveling all over the place and then I would head to school. And and at that time, right when I started, we found out we were having my son. Oh, my son's now seven. And okay. so that was an interesting uh, dynamic <laughs> as well, you know, juggling a few things. Um, yeah, but and, if you're an adrenaline junkie, that was probably perfect for you. So <laughs> yeah, I know, as much as I would complain every day, like yeah. meanwhile, I'm like, you know, I was thriving in it, I think. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, so yeah, so we overlapped and then I, I graduated law school in 2017. And, and then, like I said, we sold the, the group uh, to a private equity company in 2018. Okay. Okay. Very good. So now what is, now your primary focus are, is working with dental clients? Yeah, we, um, we, you know, I love m and I mean, I'm a nerd on, you know, m and and, and private equity and just, I'm constantly consuming every, any content I can in that, that area. Um, not just dental per se. I mean, we do a lot of healthcare work, but certainly it's okay. 80%, 85% of it is dental, mm -hmm. um, just given the background and, and, the um the folks that i've known through that um and you know one of the things i think we again i'm, I'm almost like the accidental or the anti-attorney attorney and sometimes yeah. i cringe when I say that because i don't want to offend anyone but to me like we are not typical my our law group is is tries to be very atypical as far as lawyers, you know, when, and, and I'll be very candid. I mean, when I started law school, to me, a lawyer was a cranky, you know, overworked um, person who, who, you know, all they know is bill more hours and maybe I'll make money. Like they don't really know their numbers. They don't know, there's no systems in place. And that actually turned out to be true for a lot of the folks that I know, <laughs> as much as I love them. I'm like, you know, we talk about performance of their business and they're like, business, I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, you know, you're running a business, right? Like it's the bit we're, we're lawyers, you know, and we have a duty, but just like a dentist has a practice, that's a business. And, you know, above anything else, we're business people. Um, so, so it's been an interesting experience trying to, trying to, um, you know, focus Reform on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm far, like I said, I'm far, far from perfect. I mean, I've gotten, I found myself getting into the groove of exactly what I wouldn't didn't want to be right. You know, working 80 hours and, you know, stressing. And meanwhile, I'm like, I don't, I think there's money coming in. I don't, I don't know. Track and, um, so I've gotten really, I would say over the past six months or so year, like really intimately familiar with the numbers and putting mm -hmm. systems in place and, and just the whole notion of, you know, right people in the right seats. And, um, it's, it's cliche and, but it's, it's also true. You know, whatever business you're in, um, there's certain pieces that have to be there. And, and that's where, that's where I'm at now. And it helps a lot, you know, it helps keep you sane knowing that you're laying the foundation, right. Um, 
in at the old DSO, I think we laid the foundation wrong a number of times and that's okay. You know, you got to pull it apart and, and sometimes rebuild it. And that's intimidating. Um, you know, sometimes you make some hires and maybe they're not what you hoped for and, and that's okay. It's all part of growth. Uh, so I'm, I struggled with like kind of preaching that to people, but then implementing it myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so now I'm really taking, I've taken a step back to, to focus on building the structure of our, our organization and, you know, bringing on great people who kind of share the vision. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an ongoing journey, you know, but I think that's why we're entrepreneurs is because for some reason we love that. Um, that's where we're at. That's fantastic. And I love your energy about it too. So, okay. So if somebody was interested in working with you or learning more about the services that you can offer, um, dental or medical, it sounds like, what would that look like? How would they reach out to you? How would they learn more about what you're doing? Um, we, I mean, certainly our, you know, our website, we try to be, be pretty active on social media. Um, we are doing more and more speaking engagements. I love the speaking engagements, um, as I think you do, you just, you know, getting to meet and talk to people one-on-one is so great. Um, we'll be at, uh, Connecticut State Dental Association, which is in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be in Vegas a couple weeks after that for a med spa. Um, we're kind of part of this med spa group and, and, um, they take good care of us and, and we speak there. Um, certainly our website, you know, martilawgroup.com, M-A-R-T-I, uh, lawgroup.com. And, you know, our, our thing is um, we always like to have a consultation first and really lay out the scope of work because we like to work as much as we can on what we call like a value-based pricing model. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to people in healthcare, you know, value-based care is becoming a big um, kind of a hot term. And, and so really what it means is, you know, we work, we try to work off a flat fee as much as we can. You know, we try to see like, what's going to go into this, come up with, uh, you know, a fair price uh, that considers how much time we need to put in and what the provider really needs. Um, I just never love the idea of like, we do a bunch of work, the doctor buys or sells, you know, her practice. And then we hit you with like a, you know, shocking bill. Um, So Mm -hmm. for me, we've always had a very candid, transparent discussion up front. And it's like, you know, this number might scare you a little bit, right? Um, Usually they're okay. But, you know, this might be a good chunk of change, but like, this is everything. If you need us, if you need to text me because you have something you're freaking out about or, you know, you're struggling with the landlord and we need to get this lease into play, whatever it is, like, we're available to you. Mm -hmm. and. I love that, you know, that I don't have to be like, wait, hold on, doctor, let me start the timer and uh, go ahead. What's the issue? Um, I feel like we can be so much more valuable to somebody uh, in that capacity. And and the one other thing I want to add, too, is that, again, we don't just lawyer, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. a, lawyer's, a lawyer's job, this is another thing I struggled with, was, uh, you know, I felt like a lawyer's job is to kind of scare you and tell you all the things what not to do, right? And be careful of this and be careful of that. And certainly we have a duty to protect our clients, but we still want, like in my group, we still want you to chase that dream, you know, and to be successful and and, and maybe take, you know, a risk of, of taking that jump. Um, so we have calls with clients a lot of times. We have a membership model that a lot of our clients will use us just to bounce business ideas, you know, and it's, very, you know, very seldom do I see an attorney kind of doing something like that, where it's like, again, we're your advocate. I want to be your cheerleader. I want to help you get there. 
um, and they'll just pay, you know, some monthly fee just to kind of almost have us, you know, a mini, mini retainer, you know, and, and have us able to bounce ideas off. That's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, those are the ways to track us down. And, and, um, again, I'm so, so grateful to have aligned with you and, and what you guys are doing. I think it's great. Absolutely. Well, it was a lot of fun talking to you today and having you on your show and, um, yeah, absolutely. I'll put that information down in the, uh, notes as well for all of our listeners. <clears throat> Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you too. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.